Good morning. This is Daniel Lopez of Spain on a Sunday morning, an empty city. As of yesterday, the the current lockdown of bars and restaurants made the city a little chaotic because people here do not understand that the closing of bars and cafes means not going out. So rather they installed themselves in parks and gardens and uh, little squares in the city by the thousands so it actually the cure was worse than the sickness nevertheless now it's uh, empty yes of course there's been a change of time so now we're an hour back so uh, legally at three in the morning it became two so it should be ten but it's uh, it's nine But it's, uh, but it's nine, so um, it is windy, it is beautiful. We may go out to the mountain with the kid and the dog, have them spread their legs, not before going to the most delicious bakery in the whole of Barcelona. For those of you who live here, the bakery is Mistral, and it's in uh, Carresturias in Gracia, and there's another one in Ronda San Antonio downtown. And if you want to go through the experience of, uh, maybe you remember the movie uh, Ratatouille, but that rat that cooked was a chef, whatever, it's a stupid movie. But by the end of the movie, this uh, food critic who was also so against a rat cooking, he went to his restaurant and challenged to to... To tickle his taste buds so ratatouille does a ratatouille which is a very simple dish very uh, countryside dish in france and he was in he was kind of offended that a food critic of that sense gave him such a shitty t dish but as he tried it the first taste took him to all the way back to his humble beginnings when his grandmother used to cook in the hut and it brought him all those memories. Well, that's what Mistral bread does to me. It would, it's what real bread is supposed to be. Because in Barcelona, there's two things that really suck. And one of them is bread. Yeah, the shape, the look of it is fantastic. You go to bakeries and you look at the, the wider range of breads offered. And you go, Jesus, fuck me. But they're all frozen, pre-frozen and just put in the oven for 20 minutes, defrost and serve to you. And they're good for the first 20 minutes. After that, they become a beautiful book holder or, or a weapon to attack someone. Mistral does the old-fashioned way. They wake up at 3 in the morning. I know that because I've been in night shifts and I've passed by Mistral's uh, ovens at 2.33 and they're there working their ass off. So when you buy a loaf of their bread, holy mother of mercy it's good so this is where i'm going now to get some mistral bread for the family after that we might go to the mountains and then we're going to go to another special place in barcelona which is a pasta factory so it's these guys you know, very young guys indeed who are who make their own pasta and they not sure but i think they do it every two hours so every two hours is completely absolutely fresh pasta and it is 
outstandingly delicious it's a little bit expensive as so is the bread compared to the rest but it's very well worth it very well worth it uh, I actually and coffee well coffee coffee is a whole adventure in Barcelona because the it's amazing if you go to Lisbon which is just next door geographically speaking and you have a, an espresso there and, and damn that's good man i don't know what they do but that's good coffee you can taste it you don't need to put much sugar on it just a little couple of sprinkle and and that's it whereas of here the coffee's burnt incredibly enough dry and it's most often watery and it serves the purpose because it might have a lot of uh, caffeine but as of taste Anyway, one of my ideas was to create a page as to where to find good coffee in Barcelona because it's such a struggle. I'm very fortunate that the guy in front of my house, the place I usually go to sit down every night on my evening coffee, he's a, he's a barista and he knows his shit. And he could do better. He could do better, but it's not bad. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty good coffee. Finding a lot of dogs... Well, anyways, last night I was recording a, a podcast and uh, just when I was starting to to record, I came across some friends that I hadn't seen in a while. They call my dog, Idia. And so I had to stop the podcast. And, uh, and with their, 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 they're also gastronomic freaks like me. So we were talking about the good places in Barcelona to eat and the good places in Barcelona where you cannot go now because they're closed and how most of these places will go to hell after this confinement because they just can't bear the pressure. You know, they, uh, the, the government has allocated, I'm going to make up a number here, but a shitload of billions for businesses in this situation, which is... If I'm not mistaken, I read on the paper, it's about 84% of businesses in Barcelona are either gone or in danger of disappearing. So this money should come in very handy for them. But here's the catch. The government, rather than do this through their government branches to give the, the support and the aid, the economic aid through their government branches, prefer to give this money to the banks so that they <coughs> provide you with the money through the banks as a loan so you have to go there and negotiate an interest so for people who already have a loan on their businesses which is most of them because the business here is pretty pretty expensive eh? <coughs> uh, a, a small shop in uh, in my neighborhood and when I say small, I mean small. If it's if it's a cafe, maybe a cafe for the most, at the most, ten people at a time. Well, it might very easily cost you 150,000 euros, just the permit. Then you have to add the decorations and the produce and the machines and the equipment and all that. So, come and come. They to open a cafe here, a decent one. Pretty, I'm not saying a great one, but a decent one might cost you 
over 200,000 euros. So people who went through that ordeal before the coronavirus found themselves with a rope to their neck. And now they're offering another loan as a means of aid. Yes, granted the interests are low, nevertheless it is another loan. So as for example, the guy in front of me, the guy I was talking about who has good coffee, he owes 165,000, I think, initially from his initial investment. And now he was thinking about asking for another 25, which he is not, he's gonna risk it. But it's sinking everybody. And there's no special treatment. Huh? The only special treatment is that the, the interest might be lower. But so it is, it is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. La, last night was pretty eye-opening because I understood how much people want to be outside in spite of everything, in spite of all the risks, as myself, nobody's fully aware of what's going on. I am not. I have my doubts. I even hold some kind of conspiracy theory behind all this, but I know I'm full of shit. Uh, but a lot of people do, because uh, yesterday, as I walked my dog on the night, they passed through one of the nearby parks and on uh, a quick calculation I'm saying 600, 700 people all sitting down in the grass having their drinks and their rum and coke and beer and dope and I tried to look for someone wearing a mask and yes, yeah, some of them were but the vast majority weren't and they were mingling very freely as young people do, you know, embracing and holding and pushing and speaking very close to each other too close for comfort if you ask me but so so then what was the use of closing the bars i think it was better to have the bars open at least you didn't have that large groups mingling with each other so this is going to hell and it is uh i try not to read the news and not not to uh, hear what they tell us but somehow it's inevitable and uh, the numbers are going up through the roof. I believe the health system infrastructure is now at the verge of collapse again. And so now what they're going to do is they're going to impose a curfew. They have not yet decided how, when to implement this curfew, but uh, it is due to begin tonight. And I think we'll be, nobody will be allowed on the streets after 10. I think the initial idea was. But how are you going to enforce this? We are not a culture of curfews. When you, when a thousand people decide to go to a park and have a beer, who's going to control that? What, are you going to bring the cops and kick their asses? Well, that's what you should do, but they won't. So a lot of tolerance will be administered, as they always do. And before we know it, we're all fucked up again. Well, listen, to be honest, in a very selfish way, I don't care, I'm jobless already, so what could go 
catch coronavirus? I don't think so. I hope not. I think um, I think all the all the street food I ate in Mozambique for years and years and years gave me all the defenses I needed. So I remember going to India with a group of people who were pretty savvy world travelers. And all of them, all of them, no exception, got this. <laughs> nuclear diarrheas and vomits. And I mean nuclear, like I cannot hold it in. I'm shitting myself. And fevers and shit. And I was happy as a clam. Nothing, nada, not even a burp. Well, all that Mozambican food surely gave me all the defenses I need. I'm hoping that works for this too. So far, so good. Well, I'm going to leave you guys. I'm going to try and get a half-decent cup of coffee. Half-decent because nothing's worth. And, uh, well, have a great Sunday. Enjoy. And keep safe. Goodbye, guys.